Thank you for joining Humans with a Purpose. Today, I am very excited about my guest. She is a creative soul. She is an artist. She is an Instagram influencer. She is a teacher. She is a philanthropist. She wears many different hats, and I'm excited to introduce you to Shireen Giba. She is based out of Islamabad, Pakistan. Shireen, you are a woman with many different identities, and I'm so excited to have you on the show to talk about how you found your purpose. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. As I mentioned in my intro, you've got so many different identities you are a yeah. creative soul. You help so many others. Like your mission in life is to serve. So tell us about you and a little bit about your background. Um, um, my background is basically a forces background. You know, my father was in the army and we have traveled a lot every year or two, even six months, sometimes four months. So basically it was inside Pakistan. Until the age of 23, I was with my father or studying in Lahore for my master's in home economics. And uh, then I went into, I got married to an Air Force officer. So I was traveling with him. And uh, I just loved, uh, you know, the men in the uniform and traveling to different places, meeting new people. I was basically a born artist. And I was always, being an only child, I always loved reading. And Enid Blyton was one of my favorites. And having an adventure was the biggest thrill of my life. And being an only child, I was very lucky to have very good friends. So in school and in my neighborhood, I was a very friendly person since a childhood. So I just, I was just interested in people. I was interested in what was going on around me. How would you define purpose? Because this, this show is all yeah, about purpose. Good. And you've mentioned that as a young child, you were very curious, you loved to read, you were great in school, you were studious, you really valued relationships, you yes, are your creative soul. So how do you define purpose? I know many of us question our purpose throughout our lives. I know, and I think as our life changes, and our situation in life changes, our purpose also changes. We have to adjust to that reality. I think it's about being mindful about which direction you are moving in. I think that's purpose. What do you mean by that? Being aware, you know, just being aware. Where am I now? Having a reality check and looking within yourself like you see, my purpose in life as a five-year old would be different from the one at 10 years. Then again, different at 15, 23. And at 23, I cannot have a purpose of life, which I was having at 15. Right. You know, and my circumstances, my situation would be changing. So the purpose, um, it's a very interesting thing earlier that uh, when you mentioned this interview, and I always have a family chat every night with my girls. So I have my two daughters who are in their 30s, my elder two. And I ask them that, look, this is the question I'm going to get. So what do you think? So both of them said, you better answer yourself. And then they started answering one of them, Natalia, my eldest one said that, yeah, mom, you, what you do is you, you look at your situation 
and then you decide what is the best purpose for this situation and then right. you go for it right and right. i think she put it so well yes exactly what i have been doing and i think everybody does it everybody does it is very nice of you to say as if uh, i am doing something special we all are doing something special in our lives and then my uh, the second daughter nadia she put the little tarka on it which we would say <laughs> the little you know she said uh, mom you try to do that thing uh, by being happy about it and by making everybody happy about it right That's so it's so your true. energy as the daughter of the armed forces your father was in the army and you moved around a lot as a child and then you married someone who was also part of the army and you became a widow you became a single mother to three beautiful daughters who are creative souls just like their mama they're all doing their own <laughs> pursuits and yeah you also take care of your mom you took care of yeah, your parents you lost your husband and then you took care of your parents and you know you're you're what we call a sandwich generation i'm in that spot yeah. too where i'm taking care of my uh -huh. kids and also taking care of my parents yeah. so it's so true your purpose changes with your circumstances and a lot of times people think of purpose as this like one thing you mm. know, I have to find my purpose and what would you say to that like what would you say to young people who are trying to figure themselves out and this is a question that's on everyone's minds right because we are in a pandemic right now and everyone is questioning their role in life like what does this all mean so what would you what advice would you give to to somebody you are you're an influential role model to so many on instagram too what would you say you know alia this pandemic i think has actually been a i don't know how i mean the horrible scenario it is people dying right right left and center uh it really sounds very bad if i say this the best thing that's happening right now but that's what i do i try to make the best of whatever is happening right now and finding all the good things for me the glass is always full we would never have become so much in retrospect so much introspection you know it we going inwards and i feel that suddenly allah we look at our lives in january this year each one of us right. we were running and we were running in every direction almost at the same time right i know my life was like that i had 10 minutes here then 15 minutes there 25 minutes on the way okay to our class over there then i'm coming here meeting so and so pick up this thing that's the life you were leading and where exactly were we going there was no uh, I, i mean when i sit back yes i'm missing my art classes yes i'm missing the people but isn't this one of the best times of times to be in this situation had it been let's say 10 years ago you and i wouldn't have been talking like this we wouldn't have been able to see each other we would have been a different kind of a mess at that time right yes we are in a bit of a mess at this time because we really cannot grasp it we don't even know what is there tomorrow here we are in a situation where we are going one day at a time and i am really inspired by oprah winfrey god i'm a 
big, big fan of Oprah Winfrey. And what she says is, you just have to know what's the next thing to do. We have to know, and it's so true. Today, now, okay, I need eight hours sleep tonight. You know, and you get up in the morning, okay, I need to have a healthy breakfast. Fine. Then I need to this. Okay, night before, right. yes, I will make some, you know, plans, but they are all subject to change. I have been planning publication of my sixth book. And I was hell-bent on it. Mm -hmm. I was hell-bent on it. And when the lockdown happened, in my heart, I was so happy because I felt that, oh God, finally, I am going to get the time to make my public, do my publication. And then uh, just the day, the first day of the lockdown, I decided, I just thought that what kind of a journalist would I be if I don't look out and see what's happening, how things are being done? Is it really a lockdown or is it not? And I go out and in the rain, in the dark, outside, there are these people huddled under trees in the rain, sitting, holding spades, which is a symbol that they need a job or they right. need some work to do. They're handy men, daily wages. And we see them almost daily sitting over there. But at that time, when there is a lockdown, and there's not a soul who's going to open their home or their building or their office or call them in to work. And I was thinking that what dinner will they have? What, you know, it just, uh, I turned, uh, I was going for a drive, a long drive, you know. I changed my mind. I came back to a little restaurant near my house and I told him, you know, I want some food. When he was going to pack it, I first looked in my wallet. I said, whatever money I have, I'll just spend it. And I had a donation of somebody's with me. So he had given me that. So I said, okay, whatever money I have, just take this and make it, but pack them in separate packets. So then that man was intrigued. He said, why separate packets? I said, make 20 meals for me. So he said, why separately? I said, look, I'm going to give it to these separately to these people. So give it to me in separate uh, packets. He said, okay. He added five of his from his side. And then I took them and my daughter went with me. It was just a random impulsive thing. Like I was going for a drive. I was just going to see what's happening. And so when this requirement, I mean, just it was a one-off thing. And on the 24th, this is 23rd of March. On the 24th of March, I'm sitting at home and I'm thinking of all those people sitting out on the road. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking of publishing my book. I'm thinking of working on this book. It's right. a dream of my life to work on this book. But can I sit here in my house knowing those people are sitting outside hungry? I, 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 I can't do it. I just can't do it. So um, what I did was, mom and I, I said, okay, mommy, I'm going to take uh, some money. So mommy said, okay, I'll pitch it. So I said, okay, today we'll do half half, so we'll have for tomorrow also. So then I went and doubled the amount of food, you know, I got that. Then my, I spoke to my daughter. She said, I'll, I'll pitch it. Next, tomorrow's food will be from my side. You know, and then we got so excited. Okay, three days covered. And this is how went on for 63 
days. Wow. And, and you were and feeding, they, you were feeding 300 people every day. 300 to 500 people Can every day. And people? and one thing that I really appreciate about you, you are actively a participant in your endeavors. You have a personal connection with the people oh, yes. you're serving. And I would like watch that. your videos on Instagram and you would be following. This is a lockdown. Everyone's scared about getting oh, coronavirus. Yeah. But you are yes. fearless. You are driving and you're following this truck that's distributing food, handing yeah. out packets to all these poor people who are waiting and you're yeah. recording and you're making sure that everyone gets a fair share yeah. and everyone's well taken care of. And then you would also eat the same food to make sure that the quality yes. was good. And yeah. that's how involved you were. You weren't just you know, dropping things off and not being an no. active participant in, in your philanthropy, you are a part of it. And, you know, and I watched all your stories in terms of every day you were out there with 300 to 500 boxes of food, but not yeah. that so you exciting. have, I know. And, and you have this energy about you and people just want to donate to you. But then the other thing that I've, that I, I really admire about you is that how you are helping these young women with their dowry and dowry is such yeah. a part of the Pakistani culture. And unfortunately yeah. many girls can't afford their parents cannot afford the dowry, but you have been, you've, I don't know how many women you've helped with their marriages by collecting basic things like clothing and um, crockery and, you know, things for the kitchen and you're like making them feel special and included. How, how many yes. have you helped so far? Like you've been doing this project for over a year. <laughs> One now. year. Yes. Over a year. Um, today was the 32nd. 32nd wow. Or 33rd. That's, amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's <laughs> amazing. So what, what, what I hear from you is that it goes back to what you're saying, right? About being in these different situations. Sometimes yeah. you have to reprioritize your life. We have exactly. to be flexible, but also yes. I, I think you're a very present person. Like many people live in the past or they worry about the mm -hmm. future. But what I'm yeah, hearing from you, yes. So it sounds like you are very present. You're very in tune with today and being in the moment. Is that right? Oh, yes. yes, and Alia, I have to do a lot of self-talk and counseling of myself also. Like my kids were very worried about me. And they said, mom, you are in the danger zone. Don't, you know, if you are just bringing all these people and you know, our biggest challenge was to give food without letting them get into a crowd. That's why the, it became a drive. So we drive past them and we don't allow them to make a crowd to become a crowd and soon they learn to be you know far apart from each other and then the dowry thing as you know we started it uh, last year when two girls uh, somebody called me and she said we need some clothes for two girls uh, they are daughters of a widow who has just become paralyzed and the children don't have a father and the, they lost their father and brother in the earthquake in Muzaffarabad and those, you know, that broke my heart sort of thing. And this girl was, knew the family personally, 
and she said i'm going to go and please ask your followers if i can we can get even if the clothes have been worn once or twice but they are so poor even those clothes would be useful for them that touched my heart so much and i said okay one dinner set is from my side that's something i've always loved you know this dinner set you get in the plastic one with 72 pieces in it <laughs> and all my life you know wherever we have lived so whenever somebody would come to me i would say okay the dinner set is on me <laughs> <laughs> that's your home economics so, background right <laughs> home economics and then this girl you see the thing is i have a thing about the dowry word because you know with the dowry word they say oh it's furniture and the fridge and the this and that and the other sorry i'm not going to help those people i'm not going to have a big affluent thing but here we are talking about basics rock bottom hard basics and um we are helping a man who's who's earning 10000 a month today the person i gave it to he's earning 25000 a month but then he's got six children and this daughter is living with a stepmother you know and he didn't want to burden the second wife you right. know so she so doesn't have to feed or oh, i'm doing this much so here it is this girl's what we call a naseeb you know in i don't know what how you would translate the word naseeb her destiny destiny what's, yes what's yeah, written for her destiny. her fate yes and i mentioned dresses and by 2 3 hours within 2 3 hours dresses appeared at my gate bakhtawar had provided and, and this is the power of social piece. media right because you you put the call yes. out on social media and then there's a line in front of you everyone wants to help yes and the power of social media alia i have to share the other side of it because we all have to be very strong in it we have to be extra strong because i get a lot of hate mail also a lot i mean not that much 90% right. is good 5% and it's when it's bad it's really bad you know so i have to see you know um they say uh, i think it was dale carnegie who was sitting with the president of america in his oval office one day and they could see people standing outside with their cards of hatred against the president so he asked the president i forget who he was in those days he said don't you think this upsets you and he said they are doing what they think is right for them to do and i am sitting here and doing what i think is right for me to do i think that's a very good policy for us to yes listen to the criticism ask yourself how much are they true and correct maybe they are correct maybe they are saying something which is right but they are not understanding my point of view like if you are a donor for me from california and you have blindly trusted me with something you have a right to see where that cash of yours is going i i will never say that even a single dollar of yours was it couldn't have done you something else you could have got something definitely better or wonderful why did you trust a total stranger to uh, with all your cash and then uh, you have a right to know where it's going you know and i feel that this is the least i can do and i you know i just want to share the joy of giving 
it, it, it seems like it brings you a lot of happiness. I, it's, oh, it sounds God. like it's, this is this is the energy you thrive on. Yes. Honestly, Alia, only today I was so exhausted. I had been, you know, my staff, now you in America won't understand this, <laughs> but for both of my staff members not to be there, and they have spoiled me hollow. So last five days, they were not there. And I was aching all over and I was so exhausted. And you're taking and care of your elderly be, mom too. Right? Yeah. To add that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and there's a lot of coordination required, you know. So, okay, it's this time and so-and-so is coming. And I said, okay, let, I like to meet the mother and I like to hand over the things to the mother. And I ask the daughter to come also. Alia, I can't tell you just the, the sight of their faces, the smile on their faces, the relief on the on the face, and you know it's it's not that I'm I'm for me they are accepting a humble gift, you know I've done my bit. She must be coming with her own expectations, and I always say, uh, please forgive my shortcomings, you know. Anything is left out. I'm trying to do my best. And this is all I was able to do. Yes. So, but that moment, those five, 10 minutes, I just, I, I'm totally fresh. Yes. I feel so happy. You feel it and re-energized. Feel, oh my God. I just come back bouncing away. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Shireen, I, you brought up a very good point and I do want to spend a minute about this is this whole idea of validation. And you are an Instagram influencer. So many people follow you. So many young women look up to you. And Instagram is, is full of beautiful, glamorous women who are constantly sharing about oh, yes. their beauty regimens or clothes. And you, you keep it very real. You are the opposite side of this women who's seen life, who's been through life, who's a mom, who's an artist, who's doing so many things and you keep it very real. You show videos of your mother taking care of her. So how do you, how do you, how did you find your confidence and how do you, how do you make sure that you keep yourself balanced? Because it's very easy to get sucked into the whole likes oh, yes. and followers oh, and, yes. the, and the metrics of social media. I'm not a number person. I'm an analog person. <laughs> um, actually, um, for me, uh, media and I've, you know, being, uh, having written 25, 30 years back, um, writing for Dawn was a big thing. Dawn was the topmost newspaper of the country. And one article being published there um, would be read by everybody, you know, like fame and that sort of thing at that time. Now it doesn't mean anything. But at that time, I had it when very few people had it, you know. And to be recognized, to be known, to be... um, And it was so wonderful. I could keep my face out there or I could hide if I wanted so I could be both things as I've known fame as an artist. I've known fame as a writer. Um, for me, these numbers do not mean anything. They really don't. And I know uh, my daughter, uh, who's 
got a fantastic following, which everybody thinks I love a lot of. But I know uh, how she went. For her also, you know, this journey has been, um, we all don't look at these things in the way others look at it. And I feel that it is very important to be grounded. I feel it's extremely important. It can kill you. It can literally kill you. Um, this kind of fame, this kind of dependence on likes. Uh, you've got to realize that it's God who matters. At the end of the journey, we'll be meeting our maker. At, at the beginning and the end of each day, which might be the last day, we have to keep ourselves thoroughly grounded and thoroughly uh, reality, with a reality check. This is all a, a, a facade. It's an image. So I, at that time, I made up my mind that I will not uh, let this affect my life. I think my life is very important to me. And it's the only life I have. And this wow. face or this uh, whatever I have is the greatest blessing that God, I think he has given me in every shape and in every form. I'm so grateful to God for all that he's blessed me with, just the way as I am. Yes. You know? But did it, did it take thing. you time to get to this point? Did it, no. did you have your ups no. and downs? Um, did, how did, how did God, God play a role in your life? Like as you got older, oh, God. did God become more of your purpose? Did oh, Islam yes. become more of a purpose for you? Islam is just one little link. It's just a way of life. It's, it's, um, Islam is a very down to earth religion, basically. It is, it's very, very real. It's the best thing about Islam is the moderation. You know, it's, it's, it's such a down-to-earth, middle-ground religion. It doesn't expect you to go to some, you know, out-and-out out place and just call God all the time and all that. It wants you to get down and do some work. It wants you to live with work. people. It wants, to be, it wants yes. you to actively participate in life and not just sit down exactly. in a room and become a monk. Yeah. Yeah, and even as I would be giving the food to the people, I would be saying, God, this one's for you. This one's for you. You know, he's accepted. Yes. You know, and, and you know, the beauty of it is that the person who is taking, he knows it's been given because, for God's sake. So it's right. not my Beautiful. personal favor to him. Yes. He is not indebted to me. Yes. He's not indebted to me because he knows that it is God giving it to him through all the sources that has helped me to bring it to this. So, um, Alia, I just observed that there are just two kinds of people. There are those who are contented with whatever they get. And there are those who are never contented with whatever they get. And these two types of people are at every socioeconomic level. Yes. And then you, it's up to you to, you know, uh, yes. Help the ones who are contented, those who are not making a big show of things and who are making the best of whatever they are having. They really deserve it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's this level of being satisfied with your share in life, right? Yes. And, yes. And that can come at, from every different, you know, whether you're poor, whether you're rich, whether you're famous, whether you're an ordinary person. 
And that's a very, that's right. a spiritual teaching, isn't that right? Yes. That's an Islamic. And you know, I guess it's something so beautiful. I heard this Tariq Jamil say the other day that when a person who is contented with the whatever little bit that Allah gave him, that person was contented with it. And when that person goes with his very small share of good deeds that he had done and to God, then God says, okay, these are enough yes. for you to go to heaven. Because whatever little I gave you, you were happy with it. In yes, you're grateful. Yeah, very true. So beautiful. I really was thinking of my mother because she's been the picture of, you know, greatest thing of happiness is contentment. Is she, is she the one who's played the most influential role in your life? In many ways, yes. But many people have played a lot of. I am indebted to so many people. Yes, she's one of the most persons I admire the most, you know, I'm not, I'm totally different to my mother. She's the one who's contented, contented, contented. And I have seen how God just blesses her and blesses her and blesses her. You know, she became a widow and I saw how God was just blessing her. And then she's, she's, she's made of, I think, another material. She's not made of the material we all are made of. I've come to that conclusion. Yes. How do you want to be remembered at the end of your life? Like, you know, I'm sure you think about death all the time. Oh, yes. Um, I don't know. I think I'll, I want to just disappear. And I want uh, them to feel happy when they think of me. And I want them to feel that, okay, she spread a lot of happiness. She spread a lot of, um, you know, goodwill or you know uh, and she made life a little easier for those around her yes who made life the hardness the heaviness of life a little lighter for them for the time that they knew me or even when they think of me later on uh, this is what i want to this is why i do my writing my writing is something my satkajarya which i feel satkajarya it means Satkajarya. Satkajarya means something, legend, your legend, which you leave behind, that uh, like I am benefiting from Alama Iqbal, all his thoughts, yes. all his ideals, and they are making a positive difference and a change in my life. When I'm down and out, I pick up a verse and I read it and I'm lifted beyond Imagination. is a very famous poet and freedom fighter in Pakistan. Yes. So uh, that's why I, that became one of my purposes of my life, which is even now. And that is to share what I have learned and benefited from Iqbal's poetry, to share it with the next, the, the coming generations. And I have made the effort to present it to them in a way that they would be able to like it and appreciate it and understand the ideas because he was a poet of Pakistan. And can you imagine how one man's ideas can put a country on the map of the world? So how crazy is that? Right, a real visionary, yes. What a visionary to be able to, I mean, how can poetry bring a country into being? And this man's poetry did it. And his vision is there for 
centuries to come. He's given. Uh, he's become given, like a Seth. His work has become like a Seth Gajaria, the word that you mentioned earlier. Definitely, his, definitely. The, and the, even now, yeah, even now when you hear it, you find the words are so powerful, and you wonder what high intellect. If you read his words in the forward, God, I mean, what a man! What intellect! And he is talking to people. I think the literacy rate was. 10% in the subcontinent, but people took the trouble to convey the 10%, took the trouble to share it with the rest. Are we doing that? Are we sharing information with the others? Whatever treasures we find, are we sharing it with the others? So that's my purpose. You have definitely achieved your purpose and your purpose has changed in every situation. And now I believe your purpose is taking care of those around you, you know, whether it's yeah. your home or the people who are outside in your neighborhood. Yes, Alia, you know, um, in our lives, like our first 20 years, as you were saying, we were the sandwich generation. First 20 years, we spent pleasing our parents and doing what they were wanting since they put the bills for all our college education and all. Yes. I wanted to be an artist. They didn't let me be a, go to NCA. So first 20 years, you do what parents tell you to do. Then next 20, 30, 40 years, you do what your husband, for your children, yes. for your home. You are working for them. Now the rest of the life is mine. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm here. Here I am. <laughs> I will meet people whom I want to meet. Yes. Do what I want to do. One fine day, I've been doing a job all my life, you know. And one fine morning, I got up. I said, why am I running for a job? A job is a job. At the end of the day, it's a job. I mean, of course, there are parts and you do it what you love to do and all yes. that. But there will be parts you hate. Definitely. So I thought, okay. I've been there, done that, everything. And I loved all my jobs, frankly. So now I'm going to do exactly like I want to go and feed somebody. I will do it. If I, you know, how much do I need? You just life? follow your heart. I, you, 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 you're just exactly. you're not following this anymore. You're doing this. You're, you're following your heart. Rab, you know, Bulesha said, Rab dilna vich Yes. You can God lives in churches. your heart. Yes. God, God lives in your heart. heart. You say, he said you can break up the churches, the synagogues, the mosques, everything. Because God doesn't live there. But don't break anybody's heart. Heart. Because yes. God lives in a human heart. Yes. Well, with that beautiful thought. Thank you so much. Ah, 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 ah